Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo. This episode is supported by Flying Solo's premium membership. Stacks of low-cost tools and promotional benefits to help your business thrive. More details on the website. Now, onto the show. I'm delighted to be speaking today to Justin Hooper. Hello, Justin. Hello, Rob. Hi. Well, look, it's good to have you here. Now, I know that you're uh, something of a wealth expert, and uh, Lucy... Our fine editor read a piece um, that I've subsequently read where you were drawing some uh, parallels between, well, between safaris and wealth creation. And uh, I think you entitled this piece, The Laws of Nature and Your Observations. So some great points there. So, Justin, let's, let's crack on with it. In what ways wealth creation similar to safaris and, where, you know, explain? Where should we start? Well, Robert, it's basically... Um, I think that at the end of the day, we as humans are, are really human animals. You know, they are non-human animals and human animals. Right. And the point about that is that uh, is that we ultimately should follow the same laws of nature as as uh, non-human animals follow in the wild. Because mm. um, by, do, by by thinking we're too smart, we can actually get ourselves into a lot of trouble. Okay, and so that's really what I was alluding to. Yeah, okay. So the point you're making is 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 we shouldn't just kind of wander around thinking we're you know, we're this super race. We need to be aware of our place and aware of others around us. Is 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 that kind of where you're going? Well, very much so. And it's and and ultimately it is for self preservation. Because right. if we ignore these these laws of you know, in quotes, these laws of nature, um, we might get eaten. <laughs> and uh and then we and and yes, of course, you know, as human beings, we do have a, um, a a safety net in our social security, but that's not usually what people want. Um, you know, usually human beings want to be independent. So yeah, if, you, okay. if you comply with the laws of nature, usually you will find that you actually gain the independence sooner. Lovely. Well, look, okay, so just to remind people listening, we're talking about sort of independence in really in wealth terms because that's your real sort of speciality topic isn't it so yeah that's um, right. so where do we start on this during this sort of analogy between the laws of nature and wealth creation what's where's, where do we start what's your first kind of point well i mean there, there are many many um uh areas of parallel which which i, I sometimes refer to I've, I've, I've reduced it down to just five in this particular um, oh, okay. case and the first the first is um to, to you know, animals are extremely good in, uh, and it applies not only to animals but to to the oceans as well, to fish and creatures of the ocean. That, that symbiotic relationships are um, are critical for animals to survive. And mm. in other words, so they use each other, they work off each other, they they um, um, they, uh, they they thrive as a result of other species. Mm. And uh, a simple example is. Um, you know, ox peckers, which is a little bird, um, they uh, they they get their food by eating ticks off larger animals like giraffe or buffalo or, or, or hippos or whatever it is. But that's mm. the way in which the, the, those animals get clear, clear, cleaned of ticks. So sure. that's a classic symbiotic relationship. So how does how do we relate that then to this area of wealth creation? And, and what, what's an example of the way that What's a symbiotic relationship in that context? Well, very often, and this applies probably more to men than, than it does to women, um, very often um, men think they can do it all themselves. Um, oh, and, oh. And, and, you know, if you're setting up really good relationships with, 
experts in specific areas. So, so people should work out what their strengths are in, in, in wealth creation and then work out what, what expertise they need um, to complement uh, their, their expertise. Got you, got you. Okay, I love it. So I can see now where you draw that that parallel with you know within the animal kingdom is is being aware of those people that can help us flourish and not having this tendency as you say which is you know can be something of a male thing where you just yeah. kind of bash on regardless and think you have to do it all yourself you don't you're saying yeah. let's look at where we need help and let's get that help okay great that's point. right in, bus- in business as well i uh, just to draw the parallel there i mean mm. Often in business, people are attracted to people similar to themselves. Yep. Um, one has to be careful of that. Uh, often, it, it would be better to 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 attract somebody who has complementary skills or, or very different skills, but skills that are needed. So that's again a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, that's interesting. So yes, and, and I agree with that also. So I guess you know, in in the in the human realm, you know, we certainly like to work around people that share our values, but their skill set, you're saying, may be totally yeah. different. And quite possibly should be totally different. All right, right. what's what's your second point? The second point is, um, uh, I'll explain it this way: Mm. animals don't take risk that they don't understand. And what I mean by that is, Mm. is um, they never, uh, you know, simply there's no hospitals in the in the wild that animals can go to if they get injured, right? So if they get an injury, that usually is a death sentence. So they they therefore are much more careful with risks, Mm. and 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 so the risks that they they so they they, they so it, it, some people don't understand that if, if a human being gets out of a vehicle in the in the wild and starts walking, generally animals run away because right. the animals don't understand that risk. Hmm. Um, so as human beings, what happens is that we think we we will just trust somebody, and you know if somebody says you should invest in in whatever investment. Um, often people just go with that because they, they, even if they don't understand, you a lot of failures, a lot of investment failures are people just not understanding what they're doing. Yeah, that's such a such a great yeah. point. And it, I mean, yeah. we don't have to delve too far into our newspapers, finance or otherwise, to see where people have done something. You think you did what? You know, but that's right. it's it's that uh, yeah, it's it doing the sort of the due diligence or whatever the the right terminology is. To say if you if you don't understand something, then you know take a bit of time before you go committing finances or time or anything to understand it. So yeah, that's I like that uh, parallel as well. Again, with the animal world is, is just, they're not going to go and say, "Oh, I'll just I'll give it a bash attacking that creature if they don't understand." That's right. What that creature you, does. Yeah, that's right. I mean, lions, for example, will will become specialist buffalo hunters for example mm. you know and they'll and they'll stick to that they'll they'll learn how to take a buffalo down and they'll they'll work you know and they create a system to do it and they just stay away from generally stay away from other creatures and yeah. and um what happens with with investors often is uh you know the fear of missing out will suck them into something even if they know absolutely nothing about it i mean mm. it would be better to be to to get to know uh, you see the most successful investors often are specialist investors in, say, property development or mm. or, or, or um, IPOs or whatever it is. Um, people, you can't be you can't be good at everything in investing or wealth creation. So, mm. so the point here is develop a specialization and don't take any risks that you don't fully understand. Yeah. Hey, just on that, you know, we're in it. We live in a time where um, investment and kind of, uh, if you like, mum and dad independent investment 
seems to be much more of a thing than it ever was. You know, there seems to be more mm. openness, more language, more, you know, to, hit, to, to go to a dinner party or a barbecue and meet someone who's investing in something it's kind of not that unusual these days to hear yeah. that. Yeah. So presumably as the um, sort of incidence of investment has grown so much, just to use your animal analogy, are there more vultures out there? Are there more people that are coming along kind of looking for, let's call them slightly ignorant investors, investors that haven't done their homework? Is that Are people actually actively looking for those kind of people, the ones that haven't done their homework? I don't think that's any different these days to before. Um, okay. There's always the scammers out there, and it yeah. always has been. Um, but uh, and there's always the vulnerable people out there, and and, mm. and 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 what it comes down to is these these people who, who make quick decisions without actually understanding the risk. Yeah. And it always sounds fantastic, and then there's the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out, and, and the dinner party talk. Yeah. That someone else is talking about it as a great investment, and and and, and there's this feeling that. This is the last great investment ever in yes. history, so I better get on the board. On board. <laughs> I'm going to miss you know? out. Yeah, good point. Uh, that's right. I'm going to miss out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, great point. What's yeah. What's point number three? The third one is is um, don't protect the weak. In other words, hmm. um, you know, when in the animal world, um, it's a pretty harsh world. That um, uh, you know, one um, one story. What happened to us when we were in the in the bush not that long ago is. Um, a lioness uh, had four cubs and to cut a long story short basically the one had been bitten by a hyena mm. and she had to protect the other three so she just had to leave that one behind even mm. though it was it was just limping badly but it had to keep up or it, or it was it was finished and that was mm. to protect the other three yeah and and what happens in 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 uh, the investment world is that people make these bad decisions they 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 fail and then they don't learn the lesson because someone picks up the pieces for them. They blame the promoters of the product or they blame the government or they blame somebody else. And generally society, because of, of pressure on politicians usually, the, the, the weak who are the people who are make, making these bad decisions through their own fault often, it's not always the case, mm. but often it is the case, they are then picked up mm. and protected. And as a result, isn't enough consequence for bad decision making, which makes the whole of society uh, weaker. And yeah, that's why the species, you know, the species who thrive in the wild are the species who learn the lessons and, and evolve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we have to, you know, people need to understand the risk and they, and they, under, and they should pay the price if they, if they make bad decisions. Yeah, look, it, um, you know, it, it sounds quite, quite harsh, but I can see that I, I can see totally your rationale is that, you know, what your role in life is, is to help people become better investors and to That's generate right. wealth and financial independence. And to, you know, the clue is in the word independence, isn't it? You've got to stand on your own yeah. two feet. You've got to understand this stuff. So, okay. We should protect people, mm. we should protect people who can't protect themselves. Sure. But that, that, without a doubt, people who cannot protect themselves, that's the role of government to, protect, to make sure they are protected. Mm. I mean, the legislation is designed to protect people against other people, yep. but not against themselves. Yeah. If people make bad decisions, then they should pay the price. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, point four, uh, where to next? Point four is, is um, I suppose, almost the opposite of that, which is you should play to your strengths. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, again, each, each, particularly the... The cats in the wild, the leopards and the and, uh, sorry, the leopards, the cheetahs, the lions—they all have different strategies. 
So a leopard strategy is it makes a it's a loner, it makes a kill, it takes its kill up a tree. Nobody else can get to it. Right. Lions work as a team, and they they, they strategize, and they um, you know um, a cheetah uses speed and so on. So investors should do the same thing. Investors should work out what their you know <clears throat> excuse me what their strengths are. Yep. And and then stick to those strengths. No, if, you know, um, you know if 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 your strength is asset allocation, for example. Then use that, right? So, um, you know, allocate allocating my assets to the right asset classes. Right. If that's a strength, then you then you play to that. If if saving is, is a strength, you know, I've seen people accumulate wealth, large amounts of wealth, in many different ways. Mm. There's no one way to accumulate wealth. But you know, if taking risk and not and not being, um, you know, not worrying about your risk is a strength, well, then you keep doing that. Yeah. And tell me. Um Justin, when you, if you have somebody, you know, maybe someone listening to this who has, is sort of gingerly stepping into the whole kind of investment space, maybe is not an early adopter, but is getting to that age and stage where they think, okay, yeah, I, I will look at this. How long would, I mean, this is possibly impossible to answer, but mm. perhaps not how long, that's not the question, but how readily can somebody determine their strengths? How do they know what they're good at? Do they... And please don't tell me they learn mm. by mistakes. Are there? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they do. But are there other ways that we? How can we understand what makes us? You know, what kind of investor we are? Look, that's a very good question. Uh, but and and it, it's um, it's 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 not a quick process because you really yeah. you need to you know the investor needs to take a big interest in it. I mean, maybe the strength is picking the right people. That's also possible. I mean, there's a lot of very successful people hmm. in business and and in investing. They know who to they know who to pick. Um, you know, so I've spoken to some of the wealthiest people in, in Australia, and and certainly they you know you ask them what's the what's the single most important thing in wealth creation, they'll say pick the right people. Hmm. So if that's hmm. if that's the strength, that's fine. But if it's if it's actually more at a um, you know at, at an investment level, then finding it is about understanding it. So the first step would be to to take a, an interest in it and try and understand okay how does yeah. this all work, and then see what the natural what the natural uh, inclination is to what what are you what are you attracted to, um, and in that way I find that with work, in working with people it's it sort of evolves quite naturally and quite and reasonably quickly because yeah. you can see what they're naturally attracted to. Yeah, I suppose. Look, I guess it's it's um it's the point you were making earlier about you know understanding is. If there's anything new we're going into, you know, again, I think of it in a sort of um, a safari or animal context. You know, I guess the the lioness would take her cubs out and and say, "Look, just kind of come along and watch this for a little bit. See That's how right. see how we work. Stay close." You know, and well, I guess as as uh, newbie investors, that's what we should be doing: is getting just immersing ourselves in the space. Go to talks, go to meetings, go to presentations, watch videos, read books, just get immersed in it. Would that be right? Absolutely. And you know the the analogy you use with the, the lioness and the cubs is a very very strong one because you know um, there's no doubt that. And again, to be a little bit sexist, um, men, successful men, and particularly older older successful men, love talking about it. So my recommendation to young people is to go and actually ask them. Ask them how they did it. Ask them what their what their formula is, and they'll tell you about it. Yeah. They're very happy to talk about it. So you might as well learn from them. That's so true. I've recently moved into yeah. a new um, workspace in, in Sydney, and there's we have a lot of uh, there seems to be a lot of finance people in there, and 
I would I would endorse what you're saying. Yeah, Some of the older older wealthier men love to sit down and talk. Anyway, yeah. look, we've gone through four of your points. What's your final yeah. one? What's point five? The final one is avoid waste. You know, which is a pretty obvious one. Um, and again, the, the 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 bush analogy is, you know, if you if you look around, the, if you drive around the bush anywhere, the wildlife in Africa, right, mm. you, you you won't see you won't see any waste. You will not right. see a piece of meat lying around that somebody just didn't want. Yep. You know, you just won't see it because it gets cleaned up by somebody. You know, mm. Some some animal will eat it. Um, but human beings are, are just so wasteful. It's just unbelievable how wasteful we are, both with food and money. Mm. So if you want to accumulate wealth, you've got to, you've got to avoid waste. And, and what that means is, is all, it's, con- it's all about conscious spending. So every, every dollar that gets spent, it should be a conscious decision. There shouldn't be, there shouldn't be leakage because of un- unnecessary costs, uh, investment costs, or insurance costs, or every everything that you spend, every dollar that's spent needs to have been thought through. Even if it's going to buy a cup of coffee, or it's going to be, mm. we, I'm, going to, I'm going to go and spend a hundred dollars um, having a good night out. That's mm. okay, but it needs to be, have been a, a conscious decision, or there's an allocation of money for that. There mustn't be leakage out the back door. Yeah, that's interesting. Tell me, with your professional hat on, with your wealth creation hat on, if you've got somebody who's, yeah. um, you know, kind of circling you, uh, here I am using, <laughs> I don't mean yeah. a, a vulture, but somebody who might yeah. be considering working with you um, and you're aware of it, do you do you find yourself looking at kind of how and where they're spending their money? Do you look for leakage? Is that an indicator of uh, someone who's going to work well in this space? Oh, very much so because mm. um, so you're saying somebody who actually wants to work in this space or as a uh, uh, any scenario I guess uh, okay. either either or really I mean one of the first things you look if if, if people are not um, where they where they where they either wanted wanted to be or would have expected to be in terms of their wealth creation mm. there's a formula just to digress a bit slightly there's yeah. two formulas one called the Morota formula David Morota developed this and and another one um, called uh, the Stanley Danko formula, which basically takes age and um, age and income into account to determine what expected net worth is at, at say, a specific age. Hmm. So there's an expected net worth based on what you've been earning and um, and how old you are. Yep. So if if you use that as a kind of benchmark, if you're not where you think where you should be. Then it's there are a number of possible reasons for it, but one of which could be spending more than you should be. Mm. So, um, so if somebody is is not where they where they want to be from a wealth creation point of view, one of the first things to look at is where their money is going. Yeah, is it being badly invested? Is it being is there too much spending going on? And the easiest way to change spending patterns is to is to just know where it's going for starters. Most people who spend too much have got no idea where their money is going. Yeah, isn't that that's so, just so true, isn't it? I, I yeah. was really intrigued um, to read quite recently about um, uh, on a slightly different but related note, where banks were starting when they look at uh, young people who are looking, you know, applying for their first phone, uh, first home loan, they start looking at what they're spending on things like Uber and Uber Eats and right. Netflix and. You know, and it, it's you, you know, when when I read that, I thought, well, gosh, that makes yeah. a lot of sense because we are with chip little things these days, subscription models particularly, they chip away at us. But yeah. if we're not careful, we don't realize. And you get to the end of a month, you think, hang on a minute, I spent four hundred and fifty dollars on minor subscriptions and a couple of takeaway dinners, 
you know, what's going on? I mean, it, it's it, there are so many things being dangled, particularly in front of our young. That's right. Mm. And every what you what I try and do with them is to explain to them that every 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 expenditure is a choice. You choose to spend on Uber Eats. Yeah. What are you choosing not to spend on? Mm. You know, what what is is there a bigger, more important thing that you're actually giving up a piece of? In order to have Uber Eats or to you know, mm. catch an Uber instead of a bus or whatever yep. it is, yep. so it's just about conscious spending and and being co- mainly about being conscious about everything that's going on around mm. your money. So yeah, so that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's lovely. Actually, I read a piece in the um, they just published the Young Rich list again this week, and I was reading an interview okay. with a guy I know. He's a lovely guy, very successful guy, and he was saying that to this day, even though he's amassed huge wealth. You know, if if a mate in the office owes him three bucks, he'll chase him down. He'll get those. Yeah. He'll get that three dollars back again. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Look, Justin Hooper, thank you so much for um, for spending your time with us. I think there's some great points there. Um, if we want to find out more about you, the place to go, I believe, is Sentinel Wealth. That's S E N T I N E L SentinelWealth.com.au. So thanks very much for sharing your time with Flying Solo. A pleasure. Thank you much. Okay. This episode was supported by Flying Solo's premium membership, stacks of low-cost tools and promotional benefits to help your business thrive. More details on the website. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 